Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco, and I'm joined as always by my grandpa, Husker Dan from Husker Max, uh, from the heartland of Nebraska football in beautiful Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing today? Great. I'm, I'm really excited about our guest we have today. Uh, we've We've been hitting home runs, and I don't think we got a bigger home. I think this is a grand slam. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> um, we have well. Well, I'll introduce uh, Johnny in just a few minutes, but we wanted to just give a well, give an update on the on the podcast, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing like really well. Thank you guys so much for listening and downloading uh, every single week. Uh, we've seen, as we've said for the past few episodes, we've seen we've seen numbers go up a lot. Uh, and I did want to say one thing. So if you have questions for uh, Grandpa and I, since there's not a lot of football going on, if you uh, we'd love to have some listener questions for guests that come on the podcast. If we know guests a uh, week in advance, so you can send your questions um, for guests. Uh, I think Tommy Armstrong, we're trying to get him on. So if you have questions for him, um, email those. Uh, and then also questions for us that you just want to answer about Husker sports, Husker football, uh, you can email those to wrswpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to email some questions in, that'd be awesome. We'd love to do like a listener question show or something. If we have a chance uh, sometime here in the future, since uh, again, there's not a lot of sports going on right now outside of baseball and basketball is kind of winding down, but uh, yeah. Uh, and speaking of basketball, uh, Nebraska's basketball team blew their season uh, all over the floor in Indianapolis a few nights ago. Uh, it's, I mean, they they were leading. First half was going pretty well against Northwestern, and then uh, they kind of let it slide there at the end, lost by two, uh, had a chance to win it. Uh, Alonzo Verge missed the layup and kind of disappointing end for the way that, that Nebraska went out in the regular season. But, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just I, I figured they would have beaten uh, Northwestern. Northwestern was not a great team. They ended up getting shellacked by Iowa. Yeah, day, oh my gosh, yes. To 76, so. Yeah. <laughs> but then we can't talk about Will Bolt's be- or, uh, baseball team. They're struggling right now, and I, but I think they're going to right the ship. I think they'll, they'll get back on. Uh, and then the girls, Husker. Uh, yeah, girls, they're, they're, they're projected to be a six seed in the uh, – women's uh tournament bracket as of today so uh but at least one i don't I, I think nebraska's men's team was gonna have to win the entire thing to get in the tournament but uh nice to see the women doing well and getting in the tournament so we'll we'll be talking about them a little bit as long as they're still in the tournament but yeah well i think we should get into our uh introducing our our guest uh, agreed today. this is uh i i'm i told johnny the other day i said uh i said i've been watching football for a very, very long time. My wife thinks I watch too much football, but whatever. He is the <laughs> you most can't watch exciting. too much football. Yeah, you can never do that. Right? <laughs> no. Johnny is the, the, and I put that in capital letters, the most exciting football player I've ever seen. Uh, and I've seen a ton of them and it's sort of a lot of fans out. This is not, I'm, I'm not saying anything that's new or unique, but, uh, Johnny, Johnny, the Rod, Johnny, the Jet Rogers. Every time uh, the opponent uh, would go back and punt formation, everybody would rise up from their seats and just because they they were going to see something. They didn't know if he was going to k- take it to the house or it's going to be fifty yards or what. But you never ever knew it. And uh, 
we're so thrilled to have Johnny the Jet Rogers with us today. And Johnny, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, fellas. Just trying to keep it real. Trying to wait, wait for us to have another winning football season. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's hope that happens. Um, Husker fans have written me. I've, I've wrote. I've written about you in the past. Uh, when I found out about you, had cut COVID. Uh, tell the fans how you you look great, but how, bring them how, how they you know how you doing. Well, I was in the hospital for about a month, uh, just sipping air. Uh, they wanted to put me on the ventilator, but I was definitely afraid of getting on the ventilator. That had not had too much success for people on the ventilator. So I was able to work myself uh, back into shape, and uh, now I'm back on the scene uh, playing racquetball with the fellas, beating a lot of young guys, and uh, hanging out a bit. I just came from a function uh, just now, and um, I go most places and do most things, so I'm pretty much right back into the game now. I'm just lucky that I was in fairly good condition. I play racquetball three, four times a week, so I'm back on the racquetball uh, uh, section. And um, doing well. As long as I can play younger guys in racquetball, I, I think I'm going to be pretty good. <laughs> Whoever shows up just gets it, you know? <laughs> Will, you, awesome. got, you have a question? Yeah, yeah. So, um, kind of so – why we we've asked um we've had three guests before um before uh you joining us today johnny but uh, i asked every one of them except for david max because he didn't play football in nebraska but i asked jordan westerkamp and tom banderas's question um i'm wondering uh if it may be similarities or differences for you but why did you why did you decide to come to nebraska um I, growing up in omaha was it just like home school kind of thing you want to stay close to home or was it they they went all out in recruiting you well it definitely wasn't about uh um home school because back in those days we were we were uh worse than than we are right now we had won a championship since jesus was a kid uh, <laughs> <laughs> i love that i, and, love uh, that. I, had, I had a note it was definitely not my intention to go to Nebraska. I was trying my best to go to USC uh, because I could see that if you went to USC, you were going to get drafted to go into the pros. And uh, if I went to Nebraska, I probably might not get drafted at all. Uh, Bob Devaney and, uh, and Tom Osborne were very heavily uh, recruiting me on a continuous basis. Um, but like I said, I really didn't have a big interest. Uh, I did uh, have spoken with them quite a few times. And uh, I did, didn't work out where I really had a solid offer from uh, SC, but Bob Devaney came to me and told me he was going to recruit more African-American players than any other time in history, and he was going to let them play. And this was going to be the greatest time and the greatest opportunity we would have to win uh, up to date, and I could play a big part in that if I would just uh, would come. And so as time went on down, uh, um, I played baseball and uh, football, I got drafted to the Dodgers when I was out of high school and I had a dream of getting a hundred thousand dollars. And when I went to the, um, uh, to camp, they offered me, a, uh, made the team, but they only offered me 25,000. And I was kind of discouraged because I wanted to get a hundred thousand. And, um, Bob them heard about, uh, knew about my history in uh, high school. And they told me that, um, if I were to come to university of Nebraska, they would give me a scholarship in football and a scholarship in 
some baseball. And so I would be able to play baseball as well as football and have an opportunity at that point to get $100,000 that I was going to be after uh, from either baseball or football. And so that's what really made the difference to me because I didn't have a solid deal of football yet with SC and none with baseball. So to be able to play football and baseball uh, was, you know, it, it was, was pretty exciting. Now, I went and played, uh, and uh, they asked me a year or so after I got there, uh, they asked me to quit baseball. I said, well, coach, I said, golly. <laughs> I said, I, I can't believe it. You gave me your word that if I came here, I could play baseball and football because I'm trying to get down on it down. And he said, well, yeah, John, you're right. And if you were just to come uh, give up baseball willingly, that you'd be the first person that we endorse for the Heisman Trophy. And I just said, well, put me in, coach. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's where we were. And uh, I continued on, and they uh, did endorse me for the Heisman. And we had some illustrious seasons in 70 and 71. Um, and then leading up after that, uh, I was had made the stage and made a pretty good reputation uh, in punt returns and kickoffs at wing back, at running back. Uh, threw for touchdowns. We had some good Orange Bowls. Uh, every year we went to the Orange Bowl, we won. And that stayed, set the stage for me, uh, winning the Heisman Trophy and uh, having a pretty good draft choice with the San Diego Chargers. Eventually going with the Montreal Alouettes. Um, uh, we won a, a, a great cup, which is just like a Super Bowl while I was there. Uh, and I had a pretty illustrious career. I went back to the San Diego Chargers and my, my first year, I got strapped with hamstring problems in my second year. My teammate pulled my, stepped on my foot and, and cracked my kneecap. And that was the end of my uh, football career. So now I have to just settle for, for beating young guys up in racquetball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, holding, I'm holding in my hand here uh, a copy of your book, 10 Minutes of Insanity. And I would... Uh, I would urge all Husker fans to read this book. Uh, it's not it's not pretty. Uh, it's it's filled with some pretty uh, uh, obstacles that Johnny had to overcome. And uh, it's and Johnny, how, how can you how can fans get a hold of this book? Ten minutes of insanity. Well, I pre I think they still can go to ten minutes of insanity dot com. Uh, I think that we have built a website uh, for it. Uh, or they can go on my website, uh, Johnny, Johnny at JR speaking, uh, uh, JR speaking.com. I think we have it there too. Um, but I have, I have so many copies at home. I don't know if I'm selling them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, maybe so Oh, they're, they're still available. We, we have them available. It's a true story. And it's a lot of uh, interesting information. Like you said, it's not all of uh, this fun stuff. It's just real life situations. And it gives people an opportunity to understand what real perseverance is. And if you just don't give up on anything big or small, you probably can make it happen. And that served as a, a pretty good uh, uh, thought way of thinking of for me because things happen not like you want them to all the time. And uh, there's accidents happen, you have tragedies happen, you make bad mistakes happen, but you still are 11, you have to make a comeback. You have to wait to get back up. Uh, the only suggestion that I can give you is what's helped me out a lot. It's anything you can do by yourself just ain't big enough. 
You have to have a team. You have to be able to deal with people, uh, whether they're in your community or on your, your team of the football team or on uh, like a hundred black men mentoring organization or the uh, uh, Johnny Rogers scholarship at Metro College. Uh, we have to have teams of people doing things that you have to collaborate with all the time. So people are out there trying to do things by themselves are not very smart. Teamwork makes your dreams work. You don't win Heisman trophies by yourself. You don't win national championships by yourself. Um, you don't build great communities or radio station or podcasts by yourself. It's like I said, it's you and your grandson. It's always in conjunction with others that you make your greatest accomplishments. And teamwork truly does make your dreams work. Wow, that's, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a good statement there, Johnny. Yeah, and so you were talking about um, going to the Alouettes versus um, the, the the Chargers. Why did you decide to go to the CFL at at that point versus the NFL? Like, I mean, if like I was thinking about it, like if a player like um, at your caliber today did um, like went to the CFL instead of the NFL, um, it would be considered a robbery. I was like I was researching it and I wasn't seeing anything that was saying like that um, a lot of people were like upset by it. What so why did you why did you choose to go to the CFL uh, versus the NFL? Well, like I said uh, a little bit earlier, my life dream since 11 years old was to get a hundred thousand dollars. Now, in reality, I didn't even know what a hundred thousand dollars was. <laughs> but it was the biggest number that I had ever heard at that time. <laughs> and I was determined to uh, get it. And so after I got the $25,000 offer uh, from the, uh, um, uh, the, the Dodgers, and after coming out and winning the Heisman Trophy, I thought of the lock-in uh, to get my $100,000 from the Chargers. But they came back and they offered me $50,000 a year for three years. They had enough incentives where I could make three, four hundred thousand dollars in with incentives, but it wasn't a hundred thousand dollars. And so I took a trip up to the uh, Canadian Football League and met with the owner of the team. And when I got off the plane, he asked me straight out, he said, Johnny, what is it going to take for you to bring that Heisman Trophy and come play for the Montreal Alouettes? And of course, I told him a hundred thousand dollars. And he said, okay. <laughs> And that was that. Uh, I had got my goal. That was the goal I was after. Uh, I uh, That very next year, I signed for a million dollars. Uh, had to re renegotiate my contract because I was going around one day and somebody heard about a million. I said, well, what is a million? And they said, a million dollars, that's 10 times a hundred thousand dollars. I said, well, damn. <laughs> Let me try that. So I started talking about that. I would leave and go to the World Football League and a couple other places. And if, uh, and if I had done that, it had been really a tragedy there. And so I decided to meet, uh, uh, renegotiate my time. And I became the first million dollars in the Canadian Football League and possibly in the uh, at that time, too. They weren't giving away too many, too many million-dollar contracts. And, and people need to understand, Johnny, back in 1973, $100,000 was probably the equivalent of, I don't know, a million or something. That was a lot. You're right. You grew up in North Omaha. You grew up a, a kid and you can't you can't comprehend that. I mean, it's a, it's a great figure, but but I mean, that's a lot of money. 
Well, it was a lot of money, but it isn't a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Um, but it was more money than I had ever heard of. And like I said, when I got the million dollars and was 10 times, uh, that was a lot. A million dollars at that time was a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Uh, but still not the, kind, not the kind of money that they're getting now. Right. Um, they're getting crazy money these days, but it was still uh, coming from North Omaha and not knowing uh, what money was or how money worked or how to work money or having any money. Uh, we actually didn't have any money at all. This is a little bit redundant because of, of, of your success, but what, you know, you won the Heisman Trophy in, in 1972, Nebraska's first um, Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, and what has winning the Heisman meant to you personally and professionally? Well, I, I really think the, the husband, Heisman Trophy and being the first uh, Heisman Trophy winner for the state of Nebraska um, probably has given me more notoriety than I could have gotten from anything else that people will do. Uh, uh, and as time went on, it has added more things on because I, I keep, uh, I have access to so many different things uh, because of the Heisman Trophy. And then when CBS Sports have voted me the best college pump returner ever, uh, like you said, Dan, when they're Every time I touched the ball, I had a standing ovation because everybody was already standing, <laughs> so they wouldn't miss whatever was about to happen. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. Uh, and to have them acknowledge that, was, uh, and then become the, the best, you know, been noted as the best all-purpose player in college football history was great too, because I did have part of things was that they wanted me to to give up uh, baseball so they could find more ways to get me the ball. And when I did do that, then I, I ended up playing wing back and slot back and uh, spin in flanker. Uh, I played some defensive back. I covered punts. Uh, we, we did it all, but I became the, known as the most versatile player in the history of college football uh, because of that. And I think the Heisman Trophy uh, just gives me a platform uh, that I can start off to do most all other things because I'll have notoriety uh forever um and it will be a husband there's only one a year and so to to be in that with with those um guys for for entire history uh i think it's really it's a big deal it's um uh i've got all american awards i got hall of fame but i don't think any of them stand up there with uh with the heisman trophy and uh having won it over greg pruitt which is really a, a great a player as, as well richie glover came in third which uh uh, he was a hell of a player, too. So um, it, we just didn't come easy, but I had a great team. We came along at a good time where black players and white players were able to play together. Uh, we had probably more black players on our team than, uh, Alabama, um, than, than Oklahoma did. And Oklahoma was just out recruiting them. And because Fairbanks and, and Devaney had came uh, out from Duffy Doherty, and Duffy had, uh, had came up with uh, the concept of, of uh, having more than maybe five or six black players on your team. And so when Devaney uh, stacked them up and, and we let the best pair play, then we had a good chance of winning and we won. You know, and we believed clearly that winning isn't everything, Dan. Uh, but at Nebraska, we rated it right up there with oxygen. It was pretty <laughs> god darn important. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's uh, that's exactly right. Will you yeah. have another question? Yeah, 
Yeah, so we we ask um, all the people that come on, the, all the interviewees that come on this podcast. Um, guys, so the reason that me and Grandpa started this podcast is because we both have, like, the re- or I guess the reason I am a Husker fan in the first place is because um, I'm Grandpa's grandson. There's not another choice, really. Um, and so... <laughs> Like, what is what is your relationship with like your grandkids? Um, like when it comes to Oscar football, like do they have a bunch of Nebraska stuff? Um, and like, are you always telling them stories about games and stuff like that? Well, actually, I have like eleven great grandchildren, and I take them each year. We all go to the spring game. Uh, I don't I don't tell them a whole bunch of stories because I've always grown up that I never brag or talk about myself too much. I, I don't even read my own newspaper clippings. And so uh, if they hear stories, which they do, uh, it's always from other people because I, I don't want them talking about themselves all the time. Uh, and I don't talk about myself and the things that I've done. Uh, it's down in history. If, you, if you're teaching your kids well, then they read. Uh, they do research or if they have interest and uh, I teach them other things of uh, how to be integratable, uh, maintaining being on time, uh, always say what you do, do what you say, all different type of things. But I very seldom, uh, I don't want them to, to think, and I have girls and guys, to believe that the way to be successful in life is only through football. It's through being successful through life is being successful in life. And football yeah. is just a part of it. It's not. It's not the, the main thing, and I don't want to make it the main thing to them because it was the main thing for me because I could have and might have done other things myself had I had those options and those choices. Uh, but the only choice that I really had that I could see at that particular time is start off I was the first four-sport four player in the history of Nebraska. They call it the Johnny Rogers rule. Now you can't play four sports in high school football. And to play, you know, be track and basketball and baseball and football was where I started. I knocked off um, a track because they didn't pay money. (laughs) 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 Then I was too short to play um, uh, to play basketball. I thought I had it was going to be a little bit uh, tougher. And then Nebraska made me give up uh, um, baseball for football. So I had those were my options, period. But they all were sports. Well, now there's so many more options that you can have, you know, educationally wise, uh, in the trades, a uh, lot more things that you have opportunities to do. And we just want you to just, uh, I want them to to have their own choices or what they're good at, because everybody, God made everybody good at something. Uh, you just have to pick whatever it is. I picked football and I've done very well at it because we focus at it. And I call focus F-O-C-U-S. Follow one course until you succeed. You got to keep your eye on your goal. You know, but you got to be intense yeah. about it. Uh, you got to go within so you don't go without. And get to your inner self, that inner strength, where you just are determined to do whatever is necessary to take yourself to the next level and realize that it's up to you. It's up to you. And if you can get like-minded people together, that they're willing to do whatever is necessary to get the job done because they said they would, they can, they should, then you become a whole different type of team, but it's always a team. It's never about just you. It's always about how anything you can do by yourself, which is a lot sometimes, it still ain't big enough. Yeah. Not compared to what you can do 
when two or more people can come together in the spirit of agreement and harmony, then you can pull from the ether of the universe things you weren't able to do or say or have by yourself. That's when you come to the next level. It's about collaboration, cooperation, being in tune. Really, and people keep you accountable. Sometimes you don't keep yourself accountable. But when you're dealing with teams and other people, you do it for the team. You do it yeah. for the coach. You do it for the fans. It's not all about you. You do it because you're part of things that are bigger than you. And that's what we got to see. The things are bigger than just us. You know, there's a whole yeah. lot of world and a lot of us, a lot of people that are involved. And so you're not just letting yourself down when you don't do well. You're letting your team down or your teammates down. And we would rather slide bare ass on a razor blade than to let Coach Devaney down. <laughs> I got to write these quotes down. These are the Hey, Johnny, Johnny, you and I have talked uh, in the past, uh, and, and this is maybe not a really a question, but it's an observation. We sit here, and I grew up in, in Omaha, born and raised in North Omaha, and went to North High and Omaha University. And, I'm, just, uh, I'm, just, I'm just passing North High right now. <laughs> is that right? Cool. Uh, yeah, just, but, just driving past North High. What What is amazing to me, and I don't think people really understand that who are not from here, you look at the likes of you, okay, Heisman Trophy winner, Hall of Fame, uh, great, great, great player. Uh, you got Dave Remington who went to Omaha South. They have, have an award named after him. You have an, a, a college football award named after you. You got uh, Amon Green. You got Bob Gibson. You got Gail Sayers. Uh, you got Eric Crouch, Heisman Trophy winner. Calvin Jones, Bob Marlon, Marlon Briscoe. Marlon Briscoe. Yeah, and I went to school. Back yeah. to play in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, oh, he was. I yeah, he was great. And he had three. We have three Heisman Trophy winners from the city of Omaha. Niall Kinnick, when he, he was played for Iowa, and uh, and you and Eric Crouch. It's like what? How is that? How is that possible? I don't, I don't get it. There maybe is no answer, but I don't, it's, it's a phenomenon, I believe. Well, I just think that it just came along at a time, especially as far as the Cuddy Hay packing houses in South Omaha for a lot of black people to the city uh, because they were looking for a better way of, of life. And so to have that many people come at one time looking for something, uh, a lot of people found it and their children found it. Um, it's just, just it was just an attitude of survival, just to, to be the best that you can be, you have to do something. And uh, everybody wasn't made out to go to the beef, the beef plants. Uh, so their children just spurned away from there and did all different types of things. And like you said, you had a guy like Gail Sayers, uh, the most only guy, got the youngest guy to ever get into the NFL Hall of Fame, right here from right. Omaha, Nebraska. Yep. You know, Bob Boozer, the first black Olympian, right here from Omaha, Nebraska. Yep. Uh, I mean, maybe it's in the water. I don't know. <laughs> I should have drunk more water. This is amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, so kind of going, what Grandpa's talking about uh, the, uh, the Johnny the Jet Rogers Award, which is the, uh, the award for the best return man in college football. And that's that started uh, being given out. I don't know how many years ago. I 11, want to say 10. 11 10, years 10, ago. 11? 11 right. years. Uh-huh. This is yeah. our uh, – no, this is 10. This is our 10th anniversary right now. This year and oh, cool. last year. This, I think it's the 10th, yeah. How did, how, did that, how did that award come to be? Did they 
approach you asking if they could like use your name for it? How did, what was the pro how did, what was the process that like created that award? Oh, well, they did. They didn't ask me and a couple of buddies of mine. We decided we would create an award since I would had been voted at that time, the best college pump returner you know, of all time at that time. I mean, they, I've had it solidified over a couple of different times, uh, but uh, we just put it together and incorporated it um, and got some people together. Decided we give a dinner. We gave our first uh, a dinner at Anthony's uh, Steakhouse. And uh, we started from there and we raised a few thousand dollars. Last year, we raised a million uh, dollars. Wow. Uh, but we wow. just started ourselves and we've been raising, a, a, well, actually we raised a half a million dollars at Metro Community College matches whatever we do, uh, whatever, dollar for dollar, whatever we get. So we were able to get oh, about a half million dollars and they matched that. So we were able to give out a million dollars worth of scholarships here last year. Uh, for people to go into the trades. And I specified the trades because I went to technical high school, which was a trade school, uh, which they have closed down uh, right. since uh, in, uh, I think it's in the 80s. And now mm -hmm. they have a demand for people in the trades. Um, and it's a shortage uh, because of that. And now you can, there's, there's, there's different careers in the trades where you can, you can, we have an automotive plant down here and a manufacturing plant over at South Omaha that is a state of the art on Metropolitan Community College where their kids are coming out of school uh, with a degree in a degree in, 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 in a trade at the same time they're getting a diploma out of high school. Wow. And they have awesome. careers where they're starting off not at 30, 40, 50,000 dollars. They have careers in automotive and the manufacturing where you can start off from eighty to two hundred thousand dollars in a career in the trades. That's awesome. Um, I know you have a busy uh, schedule today, and and we really, really appreciate your taking time. Can you give us like your favorite Bob Devaney story that you can you can tell? You know, a a, a uh, uh, you know mixed audience. Well, well I'm at. The I'm going to have to get up and get me another one and find some mixed audience ones because most of them I know about Bob. I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, made, he, made, he, made, he made me promise. You know? yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard no, but Bob, Bob, Bob was a good coach. Um, the thing about Bob, Bob was a, of the player's coach. He was like really the kind of coach that he knew really how to, to – um, to communicate with the players. And like I said, we, it's truly, we would rather slide bare ass on a razor blade than to disappoint uh, Coach Vanny at anything because he got, he, he, we really believed the coach was in our corner and we wanted to be in his corner. And uh, I mean, a lot of our guys, uh, and, and he was fair, you know, like, you know, Monty Johnson and, and um, what was his name? Monty Johnson and there was one other one, John Dutton. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. remember those guys, right? Yeah, when I played, them, I played, well, they played second team on our team. That's the type of player. They, they were both all <laughs> pros in the NFL and in the business. They ended up starting, but they were, they were, they were second team. But, you know, you can imagine the guys in front of them, but they weren't good enough to beat those guys out. And like Willie Harper. I mean, John Dutton is tough. He, he's witnessed tough with Willie. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just. 
it was he was just a fair guy, uh, Bob DeBanning, and he was really all about uh, about winning and then keeping the, the you know just keeping the morale of the team uh, together. Um, he was an incredible guy. I'm really lucky to come across a time where I had the opportunity to play under him and Coach Osborne at the same time because they're definitely different, uh, incredibly different on both ends. And Coach Osborne is one of the smartest guys I know. He he put together the pro and the spread offense uh, that we actually use. And uh, Bob handled the team, the players. Uh, together, they were a mar- remarkable team. But that's where we learned how to work together and what it meant to be a team because you have too many teams that have too many individuals. They don't be a real team. They have a lot of guys who can play well and a lot of guys who get individual recognition, uh, but not the team. To win two national championships, you have to be a team. Yeah, yeah. You have to come together as a team. And out, out of that, out of those two national championships, you get people who, who get more recognition for doing the same thing. But you have people that were sitting on the bench that were contributing as much to our team than our players on the field because without their participation – full speed all the time. We couldn't have reached the levels that we were trying to get. And it was because of their participation off the field uh, on the not playing in the games, but just playing at practice that enabled us to be able to reach the heights that we were able to reach. But they were motivated to do that. And they were happy just to be part of that team. You know, yeah. uh, John, before we let you go, uh, I, I wrote a, a deal last July, uh, a three-part series on the game of the century. And just in my observation, um, uh, you were a part of, I think, the most iconic football game in Husker history. Uh, Your punt return was the most iconic play in Husker history. And Lyle Bremser's uh, description of that punt return is probably the most iconic play in the history of Husker football. If, If you are, if you want to introduce someone to Husker football, that's the game. Now you got to, you got to do the prep work before that. You got to tell them what was on the stake, you know, on at stake, I should say. And oh uh, yeah, you got to tell them. That Nebraska was number one. And Oklahoma was number two. Uh, we had the number one offense in the country. They had the more number one. Uh, they had the number one offense. We had the number one defense in the country. Yep. Uh, and whoever whoever won that game was probably going to win the national championship. And the the. Uh, I think we, 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 unless will you, if you have something else to add, I, I, I would, no, I would not really. Leave, I would leave with that uh, man, woman, and child did that put them in the aisles. Johnny the Jet Rogers just tore them loose from their shoes. I get chills even yeah, saying yeah, he's a, that. Yeah. I can make your knees squeeze and your liver quiver, put more glide in your stride and more dip in your hip. And if y'all can't dig that mess, y'all got the wrong address. <laughs> 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 Johnny, you, you're you're a gentleman and a scholar, and I love you. And thanks for taking time out of your extremely busy schedule to visit with us. Uh, and just, well, maybe we can do this again. I, I think we could go on for a long time, but Johnny has to. Oh yeah. But uh, well, anytime, anytime, no problem. Anything I can do, always. We're on the same team, Dan. All righty. Awesome. Okay, buddy. Thank you so okay. much. Right. Thank you so All much, right, grandson. Hey, buddy. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Well, and we will leave you with that. And uh, as always, make sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast uh, where, wherever you can find us, Apple, Spotify, Google. Um, yeah. And, and again, just a reminder, send in your questions. If you have any to WRSWpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we will be back next week. I'll uh, we'll see if Tommy Armstrong can be in there. That'd be great. If you guys can get some questions in for Tommy. 
But uh, yeah, go Big Red. <laughs>